The Lord therefore says in Bhagavad Gita, 10.42. Athabadahyanatina kinjnatina tavarjuna vistadhyahamidam kritsnamakam jagat. But what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge? With a single fragment of myself I pervade and support this entire universe. The omnipotent personality of Godhead is actually the well-wishing friend of every living entity, Sirtam Sarvabudinam left square bracket BG 5.29 right square bracket. Therefore, if one becomes sane and understands that one's well-wishing friend Krishna is the ultimate source and controller of everything that exists, one attains immediate peace, Jnad the man Santam Rakati. Fear and illusion arise when one foolishly thinks that even one atom of the creation is not the controlled potency of the personality of Godhead. Denying the existence of the material world also creates a very dangerous situation of illusion. Both types of atheism, namely, seeing the material world as belonging to oneself, and therefore being meant for one's sense gratification, and declaring the non-existence of the material world, are futile attempts to avoid one's eternal subordination to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the actual owner and enjoyer of everything. Srila Jiva Gosvami has quoted the following question stated by Sri Maitreya to Sri Pirasara in the Visnu Purana, 1.3.1. Nerdudasaya Pramiasaya Siddhasaya Piamalatmanah Katham Sargadi Kartrakvam Brahmano Biopagamayate. How are we to understand that Brahman, the Supreme Soul, is the executor of the creation, maintenance and destruction of the material world, even though it is devoid of qualities, immeasurable, unembodied and free from any fault? In reply, Sri Pirasara stated, Saktayah Sarva Bhavanam Asintaya Jnanagakarayhato to Brahmanas Tastu Sargadaya Bhava Saktayah Navanti Tapadam Srestha Pavakasaya Yufasnita. Mere logic cannot explain how even material objects expand their potency. These things can be understood by mature observation. The Absolute Truth expands his potency in the creation, maintenance and annihilation of the material world, just as fire expands its potency of heat. Visnu Purana. 1.3.2, Srila Jiva Gosvami explains that one can understand the power of a valuable gem not by logical statements but by observing the effect of the gem. Similarly, one can understand the potency of a mantra by observing its power to achieve a particular effect. Such potency doesn't depend on so-called logic. There is no logical necessity for seeds growing into a tree and giving fruits that nourish the human body. One may argue that the genetic code for the entire tree is contained within the seed. But there is no logical necessity for the existence of the seed, nor for the seeds expanding itself into a gigantic tree. Ex post facto, or after the manifestation of the wonderful material nature, the foolish material scientist traces out the expansion of a seed's potency in an apparently logical sequence of events. But there is nothing within the realm of so-called pure logic that dictates that a seed should expand into a tree. Rather, such expansion should be understood to be the potency of the tree. Similarly, the potency of a jewel is its mystic power, and various mantras also contain innate potencies. Ultimately the Mata Mantra, Her Krishna, Her Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Her Her slash Her Rama, Her Rama, Rama Rama, Her Her, has the potency to transfer one to the spiritual world of bliss and knowledge. In the same way, the Absolute Truth has the natural quality of expanding itself into innumerable varieties of material and spiritual worlds. We may logically describe this expansion after the fact, but we cannot deny the expansion of the Absolute Truth. The conditioned soul who purifies his consciousness through the process of devotional service can scientifically observe the expansion of the Absolute Truth, as described here, just as one who is not blind can observe the expansion of a seed into a huge tea. One can understand the potency of a seed not by speculation but rather by practical observation. Similarly, one must purify his vision, so that he can practically observe the expansion of the Absolute Truth. Such observation can take place either by the ears or by the eyes. Vedic knowledge is Sabda Brahma, or transcendental potency in the form of sound vibration. Therefore, one can observe the functions of the Absolute Truth through submissive hearing of transcendental sound. Sastrakaxis. When one's consciousness becomes fully purified one can perceive the Absolute Truth with all of one's spiritualized senses. The Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, is devoid of material qualities such as mundane goodness, 
passion and ignorance, because he is an ocean of transcendental qualities and therefore has no need for the inferior qualities of the material world. As stated in the Svetasvedra Upanishad, 4.10, Mayam tu Prakritam Vedayan Mayanam tu Mahasvaram. Understand that Maya is the material energy, whereas the Supreme Lord is the Supreme Lord of Maya. Similarly, it is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Mayam Katatapasrayam, Maya is always under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Just as it is understood from the above discussion that the material world is an emanation from the impersonal Brahman potency of the Lord, Brahman itself is an expansion of the potency of Krishna, as stated in Bhagavad Gita. Brahmano hi pratisthaham. Yasaya prabha prabha vetal jagadanda koti kodis vasisa vasadhadis vidhuti binam tad brahmanisklam anantamasisa butam vavindam adi purusam tamatam bajami, bees 5.40. Srila Bhaktisadhantasirasvati Thakura has pointed out that in the impersonal Brahman there is neither transcendental activity nor the supreme Kamartha, or benefit of human life, namely Pramat, love of Godhead. Therefore, if one is prematurely dazzled by the expansion of the Lord's bodily effulgence, known as Brahman, and therefore does not actually come to know the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no possibility of actually understanding one's eternal identity as an eternal blissful expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The subject matter is summarized in the Ketanaya Karatamrata, Adi 1.3. Yad Advaitam Brahmopanisati Tad Happy Asayatanu Bayanat Mantarayami Purusa Idi Sosayam Savidham Vahsadis Verae Perno Yaya Bagavan Sasvayam Ayam Nakatanayat Krasnaj Jagati Paratadvam Paramaya. SB 11.3.38. Text 38. Text. Madma Jajana Nanarasayati Nanit Sonaxayat Savana Vinvayan Hikarianam Hi Sarvatra Sasvadhanatayapalabdhvinatram Prano Yathandriyabalina Vikalpatam Sat. Word for word meanings. Nat, never, Atma, the soul, Jajana, was born, Nat, never, Marasiety. Will buy, Nat, does not, in it, grow, Asaw, this, Nat, does not, Xiate, become diminished, Savanavit, the knower of these phases of time, Viandicarianum, as they occur in other, changing beings, High, indeed, Sarvatra, everywhere, Sasvat, constantly, Anate, never disappearing, Apalabdhimatram, pure consciousness, Pranahyatha, just like the life air within the body, Indriyabalina, by the force of the senses, the Kalpatam, imagined, as divided, sat, becoming. Translation. Brahman, the eternal soul, was never born and will never die, nor does it grow or decay. That spiritual soul is actually the knower of the youth, middle age and death of the material body. Thus the soul can be understood to be pure consciousness, existing everywhere at all times and never being destroyed. Just as the life air within the body, although one, becomes manifest, as many in contact with the various material senses, the one soul appears to assume various material designations in contact with the material body. PURPORT The Vedic aphorism Sarvam Kalvidam Brahma, everything is Brahman, has been explained in this chapter of the Bhagavatam. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the original source of everything. By expanding his internal potency, he manifests the spiritual world, and by expanding his external potency he manifests the material cosmos. The conditioned living entity is originally part and parcel of the superior, internal potency of the Lord, but being in contact with illusion, he falls under the clutches of the external potency. In any case, since everything is an expansion of the potency of the Supreme Brahman, everything is part and parcel of the Lord's spiritual potency. When a living entity thinks that the material world is not part and parcel of the Lord's potency but is a separate existence, liable to be controlled and enjoyed by the tiny Jiva soul, he is under Vipariya, or a wrong conception. Asmrata. Thus the living entity forgets that the Supreme Lord is the proprietor of everything, everything being an expansion of the Lord. Srila Sridharasvami has pointed out that, although the Lord's external potency is subject to transformations such as birth, growth, decay and death, one should not foolishly conclude that the Lord's internal potency, the living entity, is also subject to these changes. Both the living entity and material nature are ultimately Brahman, being expansions of the Supreme Brahman. But the Vedas clearly say, Pirasaya Saktar Vivinhavas Ruayat, left square bracket CC. 
Madhya 13.65, purport right square bracket the Lord's potencies are Vivita, or multifarious. Thus, according to this verse, Madma Jajana Namarasayati Nadhitsan Aksayate, the soul is never born, nor does he die, and he certainly cannot grow or decay like a material body. Although the visible material body passes through boyhood, adolescence and old age, or, although one may take birth as a demigod, human being, plant or animal, the spirit soul never changes his eternal constitutional position. Rather, he falsely identifies with the external transformations of the material body and thus imposes upon himself a psychological condition called illusion. This miserable illusory experience of seeing oneself transformed and ultimately annihilated by the laws of nature can be nullified by transcendental knowledge of one's eternal status as the superior energy of the Lord. The word Sarvatra in this verse should not be foolishly misinterpreted to mean that the individual Jiva soul is all-pervading. The soul is not born, nor does he die. Yet in our present condition state we falsely identify with the birth and death of the body. Therefore, because an all-pervading soul would never fall into illusion, Sarvatra cannot indicate that the individual soul is all-pervading. Illusion implies an incomplete understanding of reality, which would not be possible for an all-pervading entity. Therefore, the word Sarvatra is understood to mean that the pure spiritual soul exists in all material conditions. In deep sleep, for example, consciousness may not overtly be manifest, and yet the spirit soul is understood to be present within the body. Similarly, it is understood from Bhagavad Gita that the spirit soul, Nitya Sarvagana, may exist even within fire, water or outer space, since the existence of the soul never depends upon material conditions but is an eternal fact. The consciousness of the soul is more or less manifest according to the possibilities offered by a particular material situation, just as electric light is manifest in a particular intensity and color according to the bulb available. The electrical energy is one, but it is manifested variously according to material conditions. The argument may be raised that, although the spirit soul is pure consciousness, it is our practical experience that consciousness is constantly transformed. If I am thinking of a blue object such as the sky, then my previous thought of a yellow object such as a flower is destroyed. Similarly, if I become aware that I am hungry, then my consciousness of the blue sky is destroyed. In this way, consciousness is constantly being transformed. Srila Sridharasvami has replied that consciousness itself is eternal, but in contact with the material senses it may be manifest in various ways. The example of the life air is very appropriate. Prana, or the life air, is one, but in contact with the different senses it is manifest, as the power to see, the power to hear, and so on. Similarly, consciousness, being spiritual, is ultimately one, but when in contact with the various senses it may be perceived in terms of particular sensory functions. But the state of consciousness is an eternal fact that cannot be changed, although it may be temporarily covered by Maya. When one becomes Krishna conscious, he is understood to be Dira, Dira's Tatra Namuhayati left square bracket BG 2.13 right square bracket. At that time one is no longer subject to bewilderment by falsely identifying his consciousness with the transformations of material nature. From the statement Tatvamasi, found in the Chandajaya Upanishad, it is to be understood that spiritual knowledge is not impersonal but entails gradually perceiving the pure spiritual soul within the material body. Just as in Bhagavad Gita Krishna repeatedly says Atam, or I, this Vedic aphorism uses the word Tvam, or you, to indicate that, just as the Absolute Truth is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the individual spark of Brahman, Tat is also an eternal personality, Tvam. Therefore, according to Srila Jiva Gosvami it is to be understood that the individual spark of Brahman is eternally conscious. This Vanifakakravarti Fakura has further pointed out that instead of wasting time trying to understand the truth in its impersonal aspect, which is merely the negation of temporary material variety, one should try to understand oneself to be an eternally conscious entity in the Jiva category. In other words, one should understand oneself to be eternally a conscious servitor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this regard Srila Madhavakariya has quoted the following statement from the Moksadharma section of the Mahabharata. Atam hai jiva samjno ve me jiva sanadanah mevam ve inumantavayam drastol jivo me idi hai atam sriyovitasayami yath and vikiramisvara. 
the living entity, known as Jiva, is not different from me, for he is my expansion. Thus the living entity is eternal, as I am, and always exists within me. But you should not artificially think, now I have seen the soul. Rather, I, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, will bestow this benediction upon you, when you are actually qualified. SB 11.3.39 Text 39 Text Andi Supesisu Teres Vavanisati Suprano Hai Jivamapam Havati Tatra Tatra Sanyad Indriya Again Hami Caprasapt Cutis Thasayam Rotetadinus Rotirnat Word for Word Meanings Andi Su, in, Species of Life Born from, Eggs, Pesisu, in Embryos, Tirosu In Plants, Avanisati Su, in Species of Indeterminate Origin, Born from Perspiration Prana, the vital air, high, indeed, jivam, the soul, a panhavati, follows, tatra tatra, from one species to another, san, they are merged, yet, when, indriya again, all the senses, atomy, the false ego, cast, also, prasipt, in deep sleep, cutisthah, unchanging, asayam, the subtle covering of contaminated consciousness, the lingasarara, rata without, tat, of that, anusmrata, there is, subsequent remembrance, nah, hour. Translation. The spirit soul is born in many different species of life within the material world. Some species are born from eggs, others from embryos, others from the seeds of plants and trees, and others from perspiration. But in all species of life the prana, or vital air, remains unchanging and follows the spirit soul from one body to another. Similarly, the spirit soul is eternally the same despite its material condition of life. We have practical experience of this. When we are absorbed in deep sleep without dreaming, the material senses become inactive, and even the mind and false ego are merged into a dormant condition. But although the senses, mind and false ego are inactive, one remembers upon waking that he, the soul, was peacefully sleeping. PURPORT When a living entity is awake the material senses and mind are constantly active. Similarly, when one is sleeping the false ego recollects one's waking experiences, and thus one experiences dreams or fragments of dreams, while sleeping. But in the state of percepti, or deep sleep, both the mind and the senses become inactive, and the false ego does not recall previous experiences or desires. The subtle mind and false ego are called lingasarara, or the subtle material body. This lingasarara is experienced in the form of temporary material designations such as I am a rich man, I am a strong man, I am black, I am white, I am American, I am Chinese. The sum total of one's illusory conceptions of oneself is called ahankara, or false ego. And due to this illusory conception of life the living entity transmigrates from one species of life to another, as clearly explained in Bhagavad Gita. The spirit soul, however, does not change its constitutional position of eternity, knowledge and bliss, although the soul may temporarily forget this position. To cite an analogous situation, if one dreams at night that he is walking in the forest, such a dream does not change one's actual position of lying in bed within his apartment. Thus it is stated in this verse, Despite the transformations of the subtle body, the spirit soul does not change. Srila Sridharasvami has given the following example to illustrate this point. Itavantam kalam sukham atomasvapsam, nakinsid avedisam. One often thinks, I was sleeping very peacefully, although I was not dreaming or aware of anything. It can be logically understood that one cannot remember something of which he has had no experience. Therefore, since one remembers peacefully sleeping, although there was no mental or sensual experience, such a memory should be understood to be a vague experience of the spirit soul. Srila Madhavakariya has explained that the demigods, who are a superior race of human-like entities on the higher planetary systems of this universe do not actually undergo the gross ignorance of deep sleep, as do ordinary human beings. Because the demigods have superior intelligence, they are not merged into ignorance at the time of sleeping. In Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says, square bracket BG 15.15 right square bracket. Sleep is a pahanam, or forgetfulness. Sometimes by dreaming there is smriti, or memory of one's actual condition, although in a dream one may experience one's family or friends in an altered, illusory state. But all such conditions of remembering and forgetting are due to the presence of the super soul within the heart. 
By the mercy of the super soul one can have a preliminary glimpse of the soul by remembering how one was peacefully resting even without mental or sensual experience. According to the authorized commentaries on this verse, Avanasatisu means Svigajisu, or born from perspiration. Srila Madhavakaraya has pointed out, Bhusvadina Hyprayaljant, the earth's dew is to be considered the perspiration of the earth, and various species of life are generated from dew. In the Mandaka Upanishad, 3.1.9, the situation of the soul in relation to prana is explained. Ezo Nuratmasetasa Veditavio Yasmin Prana Pam Kadhasam Vivisa Prana Sidam Sarvamadam Prajanam Yasmin Visid Havigavati Isa Edma. The soul is atomic in size and can be perceived by perfect intelligence. This atomic soul is floating in the five kinds of air left square bracket prana, apana, vayana, samana and udana right square bracket. The soul is situated within the heart, and it spreads its influence all over the body of the embodied living entities. When the soul is purified from the contamination of the five kinds of material air, its spiritual influence is exhibited. Thus in the innumerable species of life the spiritual soul remains situated within prana, or the material life air. SB 11.3.40 Text 40 Text Yarhi Adjanad Bhakaranasane or Bhaktiya Sitomalani Vinhamed Guna Karmajani Tesman Visanta Apalambhyat Admatabvam Saksadyufemaladrasah Savitra Prakasah Word for word meanings. Yarhi, when, and Janadha, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose navel is shaped like a lotus, Kirana, the feet, Asanaya, desiring, only, Yurubaktaya, by powerful devotional service, Satah, of the heart, Malani, the dirt, Vintamat, cleanses away, Gunakarmajani, generated from the modes of nature and material activities in those modes, Tasman, in that, Visadha. Completely purified, heart, apalabhyate, is perceived, atmatabvam, the true nature of the self, saxat, directly, yatha, just as, amaladrasah, of pure eyes, savitra, of the sun, prakasah, the manifestation. Translation. When one seriously engages in the devotional service of the personality of Godhead, fixing the Lord's lotus feet within one's heart as the only goal of life, one can destroy the innumerable impure desires lodged within the heart, as a result of one's previous fruitive work within the three modes of material nature. When the heart is thus purified one can directly perceive both the Supreme Lord and one's self as transcendental entities. Thus one becomes perfect in spiritual understanding through direct experience, just as one can directly experience the sunshine through normal, healthy vision. PURPORT In the previous verse it was explained that one can have a preliminary glimpse of the eternal, unchanging soul by remembering one's experience of peacefully sleeping even, while the mind and senses were totally inactive. One may ask, if in deep sleep there is a preliminary experience of the soul, why upon waking does one return to illusory material existence? It may be answered that because of material desires lodged within the heart the conditioned soul is addicted to the nescience of material sense gratification. A prisoner may glimpse through the bars the free light outside the prison window but still remain captive behind the bars. Similarly, although a conditioned soul may have a glimpse of the spirit soul, he remains captured within the bondage of material desires. Therefore, although one may have a preliminary understanding of the eternal soul that exists within the temporary body, or even of the super-soul that accompanies the individual soul within the heart, a specific process is still required to eliminate the cause of material existence, namely material desire. As explained in Bhagavad Gita, 8.6. Yam yam gaspi smaran bavam. Tiajiti anti kalevaram. Tam tam evadi kantia. Sanatab bava bavitan. Whatever state of being one remembers, when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail. According to one's desire at the time of death a suitable material body is awarded by material nature. Karmana Devanatrina Janter Dehapapate left square bracket SB 3.31.1 right square bracket. According to one's fruitive desires and actions and under the jurisdiction of the representatives of the Lord called demigods, the living entity is awarded a particular material body, which is inevitably subject to harassment by birth, death, old age and disease. If one can eliminate the cause of a particular phenomenon, logically he also eliminates the effect. Therefore, this verse states that one should desire only to achieve shelter at the lotus feet of the personality of Godhead. One should give up illusory desires for material society, 
friendship and love, since such desires cause further material bondage. One should fix his mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, so that without fail one can remember Krishna at the time of death. As the Lord states, Antakail kamam eva smaran muktvakalavaram yah prayati samad bhavam yati nasti However, at the time of death, quits his body remembering me alone, at once attains my nature. Of this there is no doubt. BG 8.5, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the actual shelter for every living being. And the Lord can be directly perceived as soon as one's heart has become transparently clean through Bhakti Yoga. Bhagavad Gita describes the state of achieving the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the words Tatoman Tatvatovnatva visit Tatanantaram, and sometimes impersonalists falsely interpret these words to be a description of Brahmaseujayam, or impersonal merging into the existence of the Lord. It is clearly mentioned in this verse that one must fix his mind and devotion on the lotus feet of Abhyanadha, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If the individual living entity were equal to the personality of Godhead, the living entity could simply think of himself in order to be purified. But even then a contradiction would arise, the personality of Godhead has no need to be purified, since he is described in Bhagavad Gita as Pavitram Parabam, or the Supreme Pure. Therefore, one should not artificially try to twist an impersonal meaning out of the statements of the Vedic literature. Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura has stated that the perfect stage of devotional service indicated in this verse can be observed in the activities of such great devotees as Dhruva Maharaja. Dhruva Maharaja approached the personality of Godhead desiring a political adjustment on the material platform, but when purified by chanting the holy name of God, he felt no further need for material sense gratification. As stated in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Janayati Asuvirajayam. As soon as one advances in devotional service, one is freed from the embarrassment of superficial material desires. The words of Alambhaya Atmatadvam are significant in this verse. Visvanathakakravarti Thakura says that Atmatadvam, or knowledge of the soul, indicates knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead along with his various expansions such as the impersonal Brahmajayatir and the marginal living entity himself. As indicated here by the word Saxat. Perceiving the Personality of Godhead means seeing the personal form of the Lord, his hands and legs, his various transcendental vehicles and servants, and so on, just as by devotion to the Sun God one can gradually perceive the personal body of the Sun God, along with his chariot and personal attendants. Srila Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Thakura has pointed out that in verses 35 through 39 the various stages of standard logic are demonstrated. Verse 35 establishes the Visaya, or general thesis. Verse 36 manifests Samsaya, or an expression of doubt. Verse 37 gives the Purvapaksa, or opposing argument. And verse 38 definitely establishes the Siddhanta, or conclusion. Verse 39 presents Sangati, the summary. The Sangati, or final word, is that one should become a pure devotee of the Personality of Godhead and worship the Lord's lotus feet. Thus by cleansing the mirror of the heart one can see the Lord, just as a normal human being with healthy 20 over 20 vision can very easily see the brilliant rays of the sun or, as an advanced devotee of the sun god himself can see the personal body of the sun god. SB 11.3.41 Text 41 Text Shri Rajavaka Karma Yadan Vedadinah Piruzo Yena Samskritahvidhraitasukarmani Naskarmayam Minded Param Word for Word Meanings Shri Raja Yuvaka, the king said, Karma Yadam, the practice of dovetailing one's work with the Supreme, Vedada, please tell, Nah, us, Purusa, a person, Yena, by which, Samskrita, being refined, Vinhuaya, getting rid of, Iha, in this life, asequately, Karmani, materialistic activities, Naskarmayam, freedom from fruitive reactions, Vindit, enjoys, Param. Transcendental. Translation. King Dimi said, O great sages, please speak to us about the process of karma yoga. Purified by this process of dedicating one's practical work to the Supreme, a person can very quickly free himself from all material activities, even in this life, and thus enjoy pure life on the transcendental platform. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 3.5 
All men are forced to act helplessly according to the impulses born of the modes of material nature, therefore no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. Since the living entity cannot remain inactive, he must learn to dedicate his activities to the Lord. Srila Prabhupada comments on this verse from Bhagavad Gita, as follows, It is not a question of embodied life, but it is the nature of the soul to be always active. Without the presence of the spirit soul, the material body cannot move. The body is only a dead vehicle to be worked by the spirit soul, which is always active and cannot stop even for a moment. As such, the spirit soul has to be engaged in the good work of Krishna consciousness, otherwise it will be engaged in occupations dictated by illusory energy. In contact with material energy, the spirit soul acquires material modes, and to purify the soul from such affinities it is necessary to engage in the prescribed duties enjoined in the sastras. But if the soul is engaged in his natural function of Krishna consciousness, whatever he is able to do is good for him. Ordinary people often question the busy activities of the devotees of the Krishna consciousness movement, mistaking such activities to be ordinary material work. Srila Jiva Gosvami has stated in this connection, Kamaya Karmani Evataya Jivani, Natunataya Namatikani, Thalasayavavani One should give up selfish activities performed for one's personal sense gratification, since the result of such thoughtless work is further material bondage. But one should offer one's regular or occasional occupational duties to the Supreme Lord, and thus such activities become transcendental devotional service. By the words Tesmagurum Prapadiyita Jijmasahriyahadamum left square bracket SB 11.3.21 right square bracket, this chapter has clearly explained that dovetailing one's work with the service of the Lord is an art one should learn at the lotus feet of the bona fide spiritual master. Otherwise, if one whimsically declares his materialistic work to be transcendental devotional service, there will be no actual result. Therefore, according to Sri Jiva Gosvami, one should not mistake the word naskarmayam to indicate inactivity, rather, it indicates transcendental activity under the guidance of the Lord and His representative. SB 11.3.42 Text 42 Text Evam prasnam rasin purvam apricam peter antikna bruvan brahmana patras tatrakaranam usayatam. Word for word meanings. Evam, similar, prasnam, a question, rasin, to the sages, purvam, previously, apricam, I asked, pena, of my father, Iksvakamaharaja, antik, in front, natabruvan, they did not speak, brahmana, of Lord Brahma, patra, the sons, tatra, of that, karanam, the reason, usayatam, please say. Translation. Once in the past, in the presence of my father, Maharaja Iksvaku, I placed a similar question before four great sages who were sons of Lord Brahma. But they did not answer my question. Please explain the reason for this. PURPORT According to Srila Sridharasvami the words Brahmanapatra, the sons of Brahma, refer to the four Kumaras headed by Sanakarsi. Srila Madhavakariya has quoted a verse from the Tantra Bhagavata stating that the reason the four sons of Lord Brahma, although Mahajanas and experts in the science of devotional service, declined to answer King Dimi was that they wanted to demonstrate clearly that even those who are expert in the cultivation of speculative knowledge cannot understand the actual science of pure devotional service. Srila Jiva Gosvami has further commented that the sages avoided answering the question from the king, because at that time King Dimi was a young boy and therefore not mature enough to understand the answer fully. SB 11.3.43 Text 43 Text Shri Avirvatra Yuvaka Karma Karma Vikramidi Vida Vedona Lokaka Vidasiasis Varadmadvatatra Muhyantis Urea Word for Word Meanings Shri Avirvatra Yuvaka, the sage Avirvatra said, Karma, the execution of duties prescribed by scripture, a karma, failure to perform such duties, the karma, engagement in forbidden activities, it is, thus, Vedavada, subject matter understood through the Vedas, Nat, not, Lokaka, Mandane, Vedasaya, of the Vedas, Ka, and, Isvarayatmatva because of coming from the personality of Godhead himself. Tatra, in this manner, Muhyanti, become confused, Surya, even, great scholarly authorities. Translation. Shri Avirhatra replied, prescribed duties, non-performance of such duties, and forbidden activities are topics one can properly understand through authorized study of the Vedic literature. 
This difficult subject matter can never be understood by mundane speculation. The authorized Vedic literature is the sound incarnation of the personality of Godhead himself, and thus Vedic knowledge is perfect. Even the greatest learned scholars are bewildered in their attempts to understand the science of action, if they neglect the authority of Vedic knowledge. PURPORT Prescribed duties authorized by revealed scripture are called karma. Whereas the failure to execute one's highest duty is called a karma. The performance of forbidden activities is called the karma. Thus karma, a karma. And the karma are established by the authorized explanations of Vedic literature. They cannot be ascertained merely through mundane exercises in logic. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6.16.51, the Lord says, Sabda Brahma Param Brahma Mamad Sasvati Tanu, I am the form of the transcendental vibrations of the Vedas, such as Amkara and Hare Krishna Hare Rama, and I am the supreme absolute truth. These two forms of mine, namely, the transcendental Vedic sound and the eternally blissful spiritual form of the deity, are my eternal forms, they are not material. Similarly, it is stated in the Bhagavatam, 6.1.40, Vido Narayana Saksitsvayamhuridesis Ruma, the Vedas are directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, and are self-born. This we have heard from Yamaraja. In the Purusa Sutta RG Vida, Mandala 10, Sutta 90, Mantra 9, it is stated, Tesma Jajnat Sarva Samani Jajnaya Slash Chandamsi Jajnjrur Tesmat, from him, Yajna, came all sacrificial offerings, hymns of invocation and songs of praise. All the mantras of the Vedas come from the Lord. All the incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are completely transcendental and free from the four defects of conditional life, namely mistakes, illusion, cheating and imperfect senses. So Vedic knowledge, being a plenary manifestation of the Supreme Lord, is similarly infallible and transcendental. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakura has pointed out that in the material world, which is controlled by the illusory energy of the Lord, a particular sound vibration is discarded after describing its object. But on the spiritual platform called Vaikuntha nothing is ever lost, and thus Sabda Brahma, or the personality of Godhead in his form, as transcendental sound, is eternal. In ordinary human discourse one can ascertain the meaning of human words by understanding the intention of the speaker. But since Vedic knowledge is aparousia, or transcendental, one can appreciate its purport only by hearing from the standard authorities in the chain of disciplic succession. This process is prescribed by the Lord himself in Bhagavad Gita, Evampiramparapraptam left square bracket BG 4.2 right square bracket. Thus, even highly learned scholars who proudly neglect this simple descending process are certainly bewildered and embarrassed in their hopeless attempt to ascertain the ultimate meaning of Vedic knowledge. The four sons of Lord Brahma declined to answer the question of King Dimi, since at that time the king was a mere child and therefore not capable of seriously surrendering to the process of hearing through disciplic succession. Srila Madhavakariya has pointed out in this regard, Isvaratmadvad Isvaravisayadvad. Because the Vedas describe the unlimited personality of Godhead, Vedic knowledge cannot be approached by mundane methods of comprehension. SB 11.3.44. Text 44. Text. Piraksa Vedo Vido Mandalanam Anasasanam Karma Moksaya Karmani Yatha. Word for word meanings. Piraksa Veda, describing a situation, as something else in order to disguise its real nature, Veda, Vedas, Am, these, Balanam, of childlike persons, and Asasanam, guidance, Karma Moksaya, for liberation from material activities, Karmani, material activities, Vedat, prescribe, Hi, indeed, Agatam, a medicine, Yatha, just as. Translation. Childish and foolish people are attached to materialistic, fruitive activities, although the actual goal of life is to become free from such activities. Therefore, the Vedic injunctions indirectly lead one to the path of ultimate liberation by first prescribing fruitive religious activities, just as a father promises his child candy so that the child will take his medicine. PURPORT As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Tregunaya Visaya Vedanis Tregunaya the Vedas apparently offer fruitive results within the three modes of material nature. Those who perform ritualistic ceremonies or austerities in the mode of goodness are offered the chance for promotion to the higher planetary systems called Svergaloka. Asnanti Divine Divi Deva Bhagan. 
Similarly, those who perform karmakanda, or fruitive religious activities in the mode of passion, are allowed to become great rulers or wealthy men on earth and enjoy great prestige and earthly power. But as stated in the Manu Samhita, Although fruitive religious activities are very much popular among the conditioned souls, the actual perfection of life is achieved when one gives up all fruitive endeavor. If the father tells his child, you must take this medicine by my order, the child may become fearful and rebellious and reject the medicine. Therefore, the father entices his child by saying, I am going to give you a delicious piece of candy. But if you want this candy, first just take this little bit of medicine, and then you can have the candy. Such indirect persuasion is called piroxaveda, or an indirect description that conceals the actual purpose. The father presents his proposal to the child, as if the ultimate goal were to receive the candy and only a minor condition must be fulfilled to receive it. Actually, however, the father's goal is to administer the medicine to the child and cure him of his disease. Thus, describing the primary purpose indirectly and concealing it with a secondary proposal is called piroxaveda, or indirect persuasion. Since the great majority of conditioned souls are addicted to sense gratification, the Vedic Karmakanda rituals offer them a chance to become free from temporary materialistic sense gratification by making them greedy for fruitive Vedic results such as promotion to heaven or a powerful ruling position on earth. In all Vedic rituals Vishnu is worshipped, and thus one is gradually promoted to the understanding that one's actual self-interest is to surrender to Vishnu. Natavidahsvarthagadam hi Vishnum left square bracket SB 7.5.31 right square bracket. Such an indirect method is prescribed for Balanam, those who are childish or foolish. An intelligent person can immediately understand by direct analysis the actual purpose of Vedic literature, as described by the Lord Himself, Vedaskasarvaratam Eva Vedayaha left square bracket BG 15.15 right square bracket. All Vedic knowledge ultimately aims at achieving shelter at the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Without such shelter one must rotate within the 8,400,000 species offered by the illusory energy of the Lord. Ordinary material vision, either through gross sense perception or the subtle perception of rational induction, always yields imperfect knowledge distorted by the desire for illusory material enjoyment. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakura comments that the cultivation of impersonal self-realization is also a disturbance to the conditioned souls, since the impersonal speculative process is an artificial attempt to become completely formless. Such an attempt is not at all in accord with the proper judgment of the Vedas, which is described in Bhagavad Gita, Vedas Kasarvaratam Eva Vedayaha left square bracket BG 15.15 right square bracket. In Lord Ketanaya's movement there is no need to childishly pursue fruitive material results and gradually be dragged to actual knowledge. According to Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, Hera nama hera nama hera namava kevalam kala nasti eva nasti eva nasti eva gadir in ilfa. Left square bracket cc. Addy 17.21 right square bracket. In Kali Yuga life is very short, pray in Alpeusa, and people are generally undisciplined, manda, misguided, sumandamatea, and overwhelmed by the unfavorable results of their previous activities, mandabajaya. Thus their minds are never peaceful, apadruta, and their very brief lifespan vitiates the possibility of their gradually progressing through the path of Vedic ritualistic activities. Therefore, the only hope is to chant the holy names of the Lord, Haranamalef square bracket cc. Addy 17.21 right square bracket, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 12.3.51, it is stated. Kalar dosanid hrajanasti hyeko matanguna kurdanad eva krishnasaya muktasangma param vrajit. Kali Yuga is an ocean of hypocrisy and pollution. In Kali Yuga all natural elements are polluted, such as water, earth, sky, mind, intelligence and ego. The only auspicious aspect of this fallen age is the process of chanting the holy names of the Lord, asti hyeko matanguna. Simply by the delightful process of Krishnakirtana one is freed from his connection to this fallen age, Bhaktasanga, and goes back home, back to Godhead, Parambrajit. Sometimes the preachers of the Krishna consciousness movement also use the Piraksa, or indirect method of persuasion, offering a nice transcendental suite to the conditioned soul to entice him to come to the lotus feet of the Lord. 
Ketanaya Mahaprabhu's movement is Kemla Anandakanda, simply blissful. But by the mercy of Ketanaya Mahaprabhu even one who is indirectly attracted to the Krishna consciousness movement achieves very quickly the perfection of life and goes back home, back to Godhead. SB 11.3.45 Text 45 Text Nakardyastu vidaktam svayamajnal jitandriya vikramana hyadharminam ratayam ratayam apadisah Word for word meanings. Nakarat does not perform, yah, who, to, but, vidaktam, what is prescribed in the Vedas, svayam, himself, ajna, ignorant, ajitandriya, not having learned to control his senses, vikramana, by not executing scriptural duty, hi, indeed, and hermina, by his irreligion, mratayam ratayam, death after death, apadi, achieves, sah, he. Translation. If an ignorant person who has not conquered the material senses does not adhere to the Vedic injunctions, certainly he will engage in sinful and irreligious activities. Thus his reward will be repeated birth and death. PURPORT In the previous verse it was stated that, although fruitive activities are prescribed in the Vedas, the actual goal of human life is to free oneself from all materialistic activities. Therefore, one may conclude that there is no need to perform the Vedic rituals, which offer regulated sense gratification. But an ignorant person, or, in other words, one who has not understood that he is not the material body but an eternal spiritual soul, part and parcel of Krishna, will invariably be unable to control the urges of the material senses. Therefore, if such a materially inclined person neglects the Vedic injunctions that administer regulated sense gratification, he will surely fall down into unregulated sense gratification in Papa, or sinful life. For example, those who are affected by sexual desire are ordered to accept the Vidahayajna, or religious marriage ceremony. We often see that because of false pride a so-called Brahmachari, or celibate student of Vedic knowledge, rejects the marriage ceremony as Maya, or material illusion. But if such a celibate student is unable to control his senses he will undoubtedly degrade himself by eventually engaging in illicit sex, which has no connection to Vedic culture. Similarly, a neophyte in Krishna consciousness is encouraged to eat Krishna Prasadam to his full satisfaction. Sometimes an immature practitioner of Bhakti Yoga tries to make a show of severe eating habits and eventually falls down into eating unregulated and abominable foodstuffs. According to Srila Visvanatha Kakravarti Thakura, the words Ratayam Ratayam Apadi mean that a sinful person is awarded a free ticket to hell by the Lord of Death himself, Yamaraja. This is also described in the Vedas, as follows, Mratvathpunam Ratayam or Diamanasvakarmadhyaya. Persons who cause themselves severe pain by their materialistic activities gain no relief at the moment of death, for they are placed again in a situation in which death will occur. Therefore, Vedic ritualistic activities such as the wedding ceremony or the relishing of sumptuous yajna or food remnants of sacrifice, should not be given up by those whose senses are not yet controlled. The previous verse gave the example of a father's administering candy to his son to induce the child to take medicine. If the child rejects the father's offer, thinking that the candy is unnecessary, the child also misses the opportunity to take the medicine that will cure him. Similarly, if a materialistic person rejects the Vedic injunctions that administer prescribed sense gratification, he will not be purified but instead will be further degraded. Srila Jiva Gosvami has described a materialistic person as one whose mind and intelligence are not faithfully fixed in the message of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita Sri Bhagavan, Lord Krishna gives wonderful explanations to the conditioned souls, represented by Arjuna, concerning the actual goal of life. One who cannot fix his mind on these instructions is to be considered a materialistic person who is inclined toward sinful activities and who must therefore submit himself to the standard Vedic injunctions. Such Vedic injunctions, even though fruitive, are considered punaya, or pious, according to Srila Jiva Gosvami, and thus one who strictly performs them will not go to hell. Lord Krishna himself states in the Bhagavatam, 11.20.9, Tavit karmani One should continue to perform the Vedic ritualistic activities until one actually becomes detached from material sense gratification and develops faith for hearing and chanting about me. 
Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura explains that the Vedas prescribe that one rise early in the morning, bathe, and chant the Gayatri Mantra. If one artificially gives up such a disciplined, regulated life, one will gradually become a victim of activities for gross sense gratification, such as eating in restaurants and indulging in illicit connections with women. Thus losing control of his senses, he becomes just like an animal, engaging from the early morning until the night in dangerous activities. Srila Madhavakariya has commented in this regard, Adnahsan Akaranapi. Although in ignorance, one continues to act, not considering the future result of one's activities. Such indifference to the future result of one's activities is described in Bhagavad Gita to be a symptom of the mode of ignorance. Just as an intelligent man will not drive his car on a highway, if he knows the highway will lead him to danger, an intelligent man will not perform non-Vedic activities, if he knows that the ultimate result will be the disaster described here by the words Mratayam Mratayam Apedi. Srila Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Thakura has stated that ignorant persons sometimes think that after death one automatically attains everlasting peace. But by the powerful reactions of one's sinful activities one comes to a most unpeaceful condition, for one must suffer hellish miseries in exchange for the meager temporary fruits of material work. Such hellish reactions occur not once but perpetually, as long as one is indifferent to the Vedic injunctions. SB 11.3.46 Text 46 Text Vidoctam eva carvano nisangor pitamis vernes karmayam labhitsinhim rakanarthafelis ruda Word for word meanings. Vidaktam, the regulated activities described by the Vedas, Eva, certainly, Kurvana, performing, Nisangma, without attachment, Arpatam, offered, Isber, to the Supreme Lord, Naskarmayam, of liberation from material work and its reactions, Labhit, one achieves, Sinhim, the perfection, Rakana Artha, for the purpose of giving encouragement, Felisruta, the promises of material results given in the Vedic scriptures. Translation. By executing without attachment the regulated activities prescribed in the Vedas, offering the results of such work to the Supreme Lord, one attains the perfection of freedom from the bondage of material work. The material fruitive results offered in the revealed scriptures are not the actual goal of Vedic knowledge, but are meant for stimulating the interest of the performer. Purport. Human life is an opportunity offered by the laws of nature to the conditioned soul, so that he may understand his eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Unfortunately, even in the human form of life most living entities remain addicted to improving the standard of animal activities, namely eating, sleeping, defending and mating. Almost no one is interested in the actual success of life, Krishna Consciousness. Sradavaya ini regendran ranam santi sahasrasahapasayatam Those persons who are materially engrossed, being blind to the knowledge of ultimate truth, have many subject matters for hearing in human society, O Emperor. SB 2.1.2 It is stated, Paramakarimiko Vedic knowledge is supremely merciful, because it engages the animalistic human beings in a gradual process of purification that culminates in full consciousness of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita, Vedas Kasarvaratam Eva Vedayaha left square bracket BG 15.15 right square bracket. The majority of human beings are not able to suddenly give up material sense gratification, even though they understand from Vedic literature that such sense gratification causes a pernicious future effect. We have practical experience in the Western countries that, when the government informed the citizens that smoking cigarettes causes lung cancer, most people were unable to give up their smoking habit. Therefore, the Vedic literature prescribes a gradual process of purification in which the conditioned soul learns to offer the results of his material activities to the Supreme Lord, thus spiritualizing those activities. Material sense gratification is based on two organs, namely the tongue for tasting and the genitals for sex life. By offering palatable food to the deity of Krishna and then enjoying the remnants as Krishna Prasadam and by accepting the rules and regulations for Vedic householder life and begetting of Krishna conscious children, one can gradually bring the full range of material activities to the platform of pure devotional service. By offering the fruits of one's ordinary activities to the Supreme Lord, one gradually understands that the Lord himself, and not material sense gratification, is the actual goal of life. 
Lord Krishna warns in Bhagavad Gita that, if people are prematurely encouraged to give up householder life or the sumptuous remnants of the Lord's prasadam, such artificial renunciation will have the opposite effect. There is a class of duplicitous men who misunderstand the transcendental purpose of the Vedas and falsely claim that material fruitive results such as promotion to heaven, which is offered in the Anastoma sacrifice, constitute the ultimate goal of the Vedas. Such foolish men have been described by Lord Krishna. Yanimon Puspatam Vakam Previdenti Avipasata Vidam Vedarana Parthananide Astiti Vedina. Kamadmanah Svarga Parajan Makarma Felapratam Kriya Visisa Bahula Mages Veridadam Prati. Men of small knowledge are very much attached to the flowery words of the Vedas, which recommend various fruitive activities for elevation to heavenly planets, resultant good birth, power, and so forth. Being desirous of sense gratification and opulent life, they say that there is nothing more than this. B.G. 2.4243 To refute such a foolish understanding of the Vedic purpose, this verse uses the word nisanga, which means without attachment to material results. The actual purpose of the Vedas is arpatamisbar, to offer everything to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The result is sinim, or the perfection of life, Krishna Consciousness. The words Rakanarthafelasruta clearly indicate that the fruitive results promised in the Vedic literature are meant to stimulate the materialistic person to have faith in the Vedic injunctions. The example is given that a child may be offered candy-covered medicine. The child becomes enthusiastic to take the medicine because of the candy coating, whereas a mature person will be enthusiastic to take the medicine itself, knowing that such medicine is meant for his real self-interest. The mature platform of Vedic understanding is mentioned in the Brahadaranayaka Upanishad, 4.4.22, Tam Enam Vedanuvakanina Brahmana Vividasanti Brahmakarayana Tapasas Radhaya Yajnanana Sakina Sirka. By the teaching of the Vedas and by celibacy, penances, faith and controlled eating, great Brahmanas come to know the Supreme. The Supreme is Krishna, as stated in Bhagavad Gita. Although the prescribed rituals of the Vedas may sometimes resemble material fruitive work, the activity is spiritualized, because the result is offered to the Supreme. Candy-covered medicine and ordinary candy may appear or taste the same. But the candy-covered medicine has a therapeutic effect not found in ordinary candy. Similarly, the words Naskarmayam Labhitsinim in this verse indicate that a faithful follower of the Vedic injunctions will gradually be promoted to the highest perfection of life. Pure love of Godhead, as stated by Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, Pramatamarthomatan. SB 11.3.47. Text 47. Text. Yasurdeya Grantham Nergihursa Piratmanahvidhinapakar Devam Tantratina Kakasivam. Word for word meanings. Yah, one who, as quickly, Hrdeya Grantham, the knot of the heart, false identification with the material body, Nergihursa, desirous of cutting, Piratmana, of the transcendental soul, Vinhina, with the regulations, Apakarat, he should worship, Devam, the supreme personality of Godhead, Tantraatina, which are described by the Tantras, the supplementary Vedic literatures that give detailed instructions. For spiritual practice, as well, in addition to those regulations which are directly the doctum, Kasavam, Lord Kasava. Translation. One who desires to quickly cut the knot of false ego, which binds the spirit soul, should worship the Supreme Lord, Kasava, by the regulations found in Vedic literatures such as the Tantras. Purport. The Vedic literatures contain mysterious descriptions of the absolute truth that stimulate philosophical speculation. The Vedas also offer heavenly rewards for the performance of ritualistic ceremonies. But as stated in verse 44 of this chapter such Jnanakanda and Karmakanda sections of the Vedas are Baladam and Asasanam that is, because less intelligent or childish persons are addicted to mental speculation and fruitive activity, these sections of the Vedas are meant to attract such persons to take shelter of the Vedic injunctions for gradual promotion to the perfect stage of Krishna consciousness. Now that the path for those who are materialistic has been described in several verses, this verse describes the process for those who are vijna, or learned transcendentalists. Such learned transcendentalists are advised to follow the regulated worship described in such Vaisnava Tantras as Sri Narada Pamkaritra for pleasing the Supreme Lord directly. The words Apakar Devam Tantratina Kakasavam indicate that one should directly worship Kasava, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who appears in many different incarnations to please his devotees. 
Srila Jayadeva Gosvami has described the pastimes of the Lord in his song describing ten prominent incarnations of the personality of Godhead, Kasava, Lord Fish, Lord Tortoise, Lord Boar, Lord Rasimhadeva, Lord Vamana, Lord Parashurama, Lord Ramakandra, Lord Balarama, Lord Buddha and Lord Kaki. The words of Packard Devam indicate devotional service to the personality of Godhead. And therefore the word Tantra...